feels great to be able to sit back down in front of the computer and be able to do an entry, talk about some stuff, uh, try to do this thing I wanted to do. It's been a while since I've actually been able to put a movie into an entry, even though I still have a whole laundry list of stuff that I really do want to talk about. I want to make entries for it. I have a list of regular films and TV shows I want to do. I've got um, another string of stuff I want to talk about uh, that has to do with animated films. I've been building up on a lot of those. I have a good idea of another tribute one. Like I've done one for uh, Steve Austin, uh, a really good um, Thai actress I uh, follow. And I want to do a couple more of those, so I've been messing around with those. And it's also the beginning of the month of Halloween, and I want to do some horror movie ones. And it's just, it's been an interesting two months. I believe in my last entry, when I ended off the the string of television shows, it was the second part of the Arrowverse, which I actually did take a break from again, so who knows when I'm going to get back to that. But that was during my string of COVID. And shortly after that was the birth of my son. And that has been amazing. My baby boy is just a little over a month old now. So that has been awesome. Getting used to that. Getting, you know, changing the schedules around. Getting used to different sleeping patterns. And just, you know, having having a baby. You know, having a boy in the house. Having a... Uh, a living, breathing creature that you have to take care of, you know? I mean, I guess I should say I'm kind of used to that with two dogs, but this is definitely not the same, so I shouldn't compare. But it's been amazing to say, you know, uh, I'm a father now, and I love being a father. And I just, every day, it's just a, a blessing. He, every day he cries, I love it. Every day he's sleeping peacefully i love it every time we feed him i love it and it's just been so excellent to just go through the motions of that every day and you know finally getting used to things and being like okay now i have a chance to finally sit down and do something and just on another light note plugging myself a little bit more i also finally got to publish my book again so that's out there you can check that out on amazon uh, it is for purchase as an uh, ebook on any Kindle device um, or a paperback copy. It is called Look What I Did, so you can check that out. I'm very proud of that. That is uh, eight or nine years in the making. I wrote it back in 2014. I had self-published it in 2015, and it had a really bad title. Very difficult to tell people, get people to kind of find it have people read it you know it just there was a lot of stuff wrapped around it so i pulled it off and i've been working on it since and just so many other things have been going around you know got married moved out of state you know life life happened and i've been editing it the entire time so i finally finished it i think my son was definitely an inspiration to finally sit down and be like okay this this has to get done and it's it, it, it's go time I, I need to leave some kind of legacy for him 
And I feel like these entries are a legacy too, because he's definitely going to be raised in a household the same way I was raised in a household with movies. And if there's any type of movies he's going to get exposed to the most, it's definitely going to be spooky movies, Halloween movies, horror movies. You know, we love the month of October and we, we celebrate, we celebrate tremendously every year. We're very involved in the horror community. So I thought this year I would do something kind of like a, a Halloween ex- horror extravaganza, something like that. I don't know what to exactly call it, but we're going to do a different horror film or grouper films or franchises or anything of that nature. Uh, every entry of the day, try to do at least one a day until Halloween. And uh, we're going to start it off with one that I am extremely, extremely happy about. Came out this year. Uh, we're going to talk about Nope. So Nope is the latest film uh, by Jordan Peele. And I got to say, I, I have a love-hate relationship with Jordan Peele. I love the fact that he stepped out of that sort of comedy shadow, that sketch comedy shadow kind of thing. And he really showed that he's got teeth and he's ready to sink it into being a director. And for the last five years, he's been doing a tremendous job at that. Um, and I have a hate relationship because I hate the fact that he wrote something like this and it's just really, really good. Out of everything he's written, you know, I've got to say, like, it definitely goes top three for me. It, it would go number three is Get Out. Number two is Candyman. And number one is this. Nope is really, really good. And... Yeah, maybe it has some misses with certain points in the story, certain plot points that maybe were necessary. But then again, you also got to appreciate some of those plot points because it just builds atmosphere within the universe it's created. I don't know if he plans on making anything out of that, but it's just sometimes nice to see them take a little bit more time to kind of do more with other side characters, not just have side characters be there to just be there, you know? Uh, the, the the ploy of the characters is simply the fact that, and I, I just got to say that I'm probably going to spoil a lot. Granted, it's already been out for a while, so I'm sure anybody who really gives a shit has seen it by now. And if you have it, haven't, that's too fucking bad because it's it's totally worth watching, and getting it getting into it is really worthwhile because everything about it is what makes me really really love it. Now. It's got a really good cast backing it up. It's got I'm gonna oh I'm gonna butcher this guy's last name, Daniel Kaluha. I really hope I'm saying that right. I'm probably not, but he um he was he's been in a bunch of Jordan Peele stuff before. I know him from Get Out. Uh, I've also seen him in um, some other things. Like I know he was in Black Panther. Uh, I know he played a character in um, one of the Kickass films. Uh, he's been around a while, but. Definitely, you know, Jordan, he's a he's a Jordan Peele kind of guy. You know, like Tim Burton's got Johnny Depp, Sylvester Stallone's got Dolph Lundgren, fucking Jordan Peele's got Daniel Kaluuya. So uh, he plays one of the main characters, and he uh, has a uh, Kiki Palmer is also in it. She plays his sister. Now, who they are is people who own one of the oldest animal ranches in Hollywood. So they train uh, animal horses um, for, like, television spots and commercials and things like that. 
and their history goes really, really, like, really far back, and their family has been involved in Hollywood for a very long time. So they're like, you know, many generations down the line, been involved in Hollywood and in television. Now, it's also got uh, Stephen Yeun, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong as well, but uh, we all know him from uh, Walking Dead fame. He plays this rancher who's opened up, like, this theme park really close to their ranch and he's well known from being a child actor so that's why some people might complain about why we go really deep into his backstory because he's not really a main character and i think the reason we go really deep diving into that is because the play is how they're both connected to hollywood you know the the whole premise, like even they say it in the trailers, is that this family dates back to the first ever filmed person. The first ever motion picture, that of a black man riding a horse, and it's just a string of images that repeats over and over again. That's meant to be their, like, great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather or whatever. So they have history in Hollywood. And now here's this guy, played by Stephen Yeun, who's, um, I'm definitely butchering his name too, I'm so sorry, Steve. Um, there's this guy who was a child actor in the nineties who was part of this real tragic incident that happened. So what's the, the, the significance of that? They, they really don't play too much into that except to show you that, holy shit, this character went through such a crazy uh, off the wall scenario on the set of this show. And it's almost like you you almost want a completely separate movie that just talks about that. Like that would have been even better than just having these two storylines connect in this movie. I would have loved that whole, that whole story uh, with um, the monkey or the, and the, and the sitcom uh, with the, with, with the, with the Steven Young character in from the 90s and how he's older now and this ranch owner and maybe something revolving around that that would have been a whole good separate movie all by itself because the the show from the 90s had this chimp that apparently went crazy on set and like murdered everybody and this the steven uh ewan character he's the only one that survived so he be he still had you know he was still popular because he's this huge child actor. So he still went on to do movies and he got older and now he owns this ranch. And so he's kind of trying to push these other people out because the idea of live horses is dying out. So they're really trying to keep themselves alive and keep their business alive because their business has been around for generations. So while all of this is happening, all of a sudden, Horses are getting sucked up into the sky. Now, from what you are given in trailers, from what you are led to believe, it is obvious to most people at that point, when, you go, when you're going in, to, at face value, when you're going in to see this movie, you think it's about aliens. I thought it was about aliens. I was waiting for aliens to show up. I thought, you know, let's see what... Jordan Peele decides to do with aliens. I'm okay with that. I love a good aliens alien movie, especially if it's done right, and maybe if it has a little bit of uniqueness to it. Now, remember, we we p- please understand. Jordan Peele wrote, produced, and directed this film. Okay. 
not only is this a film about aliens, but whenever you see like the flying sort of saucer in the sky, you notice that it acts a little off. And the first one to kind of take notice of that is the Daniel Kaluuya character. Well, I can't, I can't, I watched this a couple of weeks ago, so I can't remember their names off the, off the top of their head. I'll just call him uh, Main Cowboy. So when Main Cowboy, when he notices it, he's like, something is odd about the way this moves. And everybody's like, because it, it takes place in this generation. So everyone's like, like, holy shit, we have aliens. Let's go. Let's get surveillance cameras. Let's try to capture it. And then maybe that will get us some sort of popularity. But he's the only one that's like, it's not, it doesn't seem like it's a spaceship. It doesn't move like a spaceship. And then you keep going, you keep watching, and you start to see and notice what he's talking about. And you're thinking, what, then what could it possibly be? And then you learn that the flying saucer isn't a ship. It's a fucking creature. That in and of itself is the alien. And when I realized that, I was like, holy shit. I never thought of that. I never thought about how how out of the box that of a thought process that is. It's always been UFOs carry aliens, and this is how UFOs are shaped. If it's an alien creature, then it's and it doesn't it doesn't need a ship then it's shaped like something completely different i was not expecting this fucking creature to be shaped like an actual flying saucer and that's a that, that's a real curveball to throw at somebody especially when it's the thing that's hunting people and it knows how to hunt it is still very much part machine because it's giving off like like, uh, uh, the, um, oh, fuck, I totally spaced on that stuff that, not echo meter, the stuff that stops the electricity from working in, in a certain space. So it's giving off that stuff so nobody can really catch it on camera and, and cars die whenever it gets near it. So it, 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 it's meant to catch its prey. So when you're watching it do its thing, it's crazy to think that whenever you see that it's beaming somebody up what you think it is beaming somebody up it's not beaming it up it's fucking eating it and there's this huge scene right right really closely after you realize that it's an actual creature where he just this thing just eats an entire small stadium full of people that are all out this theme park that the rancher owns and so Stephen Yao's character gets eaten. A bunch of family members get eaten. A bunch of a, a bunch of um, innocent bystanders get eaten. A bunch of staff get eaten. And then just all these people get sucked up. And then like the thing goes away for a day because he's like, oh, I just I just ate a whole village. It's so nuts. And then when you see it happening, because it takes this 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 um this point where it goes actually inside the creature itself so you can see what it's doing and then it even goes one step further that when it starts flying real low anything not inside the quote-unquote stomach can hear anything in the stomach 
So all these people, like dozens and dozens of people that just sucked up, they're all screaming. So if it's flying real low, anybody not in the stomach, it hears them screaming still. And they're like, please get me out, get me out. What is happening? Ah, ah. It's so nuts. And I'm like, why? As a writer, I know I don't write movies. I write stories. I write short stories. I write novels. I, I, when I was younger, I wrote music. I, I've thought about the idea of writing uh, a screenplay for m movies or TV shows I might want to try to do at some point in the near future. I wouldn't even know where to start with that. But at any point in time, if I ever wanted to sit down and try to write something, there have only been two things that have made me jealous that I didn't think of before. Number one is the line from WandaVision, um, but what is grief if not love persevering? It's one of my favorite lines out of anything that ever came out of Marvel. It is a tremendous, a, tr a tremendous feat in writing that I am extremely jealous I did not come up with. And this idea of the flying saucer creature is right over there as a close second. And those are the only two things that as a writer I am jealous I did not think of on my own. And... If there's other writers out there that have thought about that and you didn't get to it first, I am deeply sorry. If there's anything else that's sort of like that, I mean, I've never seen this idea portrayed this way. And it's done very well. The only thing that I'm going to take away from the film, the ending kind of lags. Like, I would have appreciated it more if they didn't make the overall creature... Like, the, the ship eventually opens up and shows more of what the creature is, and then it just kind of goes a little overboard. Like, it gets a little crazy, and you kind of go, alright, you really didn't need that. And because it's there, it's just, it's nonsensical. I, I could have dealt with that entire movie without that, or something that didn't look as weird or as... Oh, just better, just better. I did not like the way the creature actually looked. And I know I'm probably not the only person that felt that way either, but it is still really all the way up to that point a really solid, solid film. It's a solid take on the concept of alien abduction and just an, an overall good alien film in, in that respect. And, you know, again, hats off to Jordan Peele because he's really knocking them out of the park one by one. And... I, I have, you know, my, my loves, the, the, the three that I've appreciated so far. He's got another one that either is out or is coming out soon um, uh, this year. What is it? It's his uh, animated one for Netflix, uh, Wendell and Wild. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think it's coming out sometime this month. I'll probably add that to my list of the, uh, the animated ones I want to do. Maybe I'll do a whole month of animated stuff for November. Um, uh, I loved Get Out. Uh, I wasn't really a big fan of Us. Us is definitely not one I'm that much of a fan of. I feel like that had a good idea, and then it kind of loses itself like by the third act. Like, mid-second act, end of the third act, it starts kind of drifting off away from what it's like, what it, the foundation it built in the first, so that one I kind of, eh, not really. But no, nope, 100%. This is definitely peak Jordan Peele, and this is like a prime example of why he's as good as what he does as he should be and why he deserves as much praise as he as he's getting if not more and i hope that whatever his next thing is is something as out of the box as this is i don't know 
I don't know where there is to go from here, but this is just something that's really special to me, at least as a person who has seen plenty of alien movies, plenty of horror movies. I'm going to talk about a bunch of things that are from the last 40, 50 years worth of horror movies. I've got a couple of things that I'm going to be watching this month by itself and a list of some things I have been wanting to do entries on that I haven't had the chance to yet. So when I do those entries, we're going to be going all over the place with them. And this is definitely up there as probably top 10 alien movies of all time, in my opinion. At, at least for me when it comes to alien movies. It, it, it takes a lot to really stand out as an alien movie to me because they're, very, they're, they're like a dime a dozen. But for them to be good is something special. And this is really, really good.